Delicious, meat nutritious, and the snack that packs a real protein punch, wonderful pistachios. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value and making wonderful pistachios one of the highest protein nuts out there. But perhaps more than that, I love all of the flavors they have. Their sea salt and vinegar ones are my favorite when I'm craving that flavor, but still want to keep it healthy. But that's just the tip of the iceberg. Wonderful pistachios come in a variety of flavors like chili roasted, honey roasted, smoky barbecue, and jalapeno lime, to name a few. Perfect for enjoying with family or friends and taking them with you on the go. Whether you're a pistachio purist who loves cracking open every nut or you prefer the convenience of no-shells pistachios, Wonderful Pistachios has got you covered. Grab Wonderful Pistachios and elevate your snacking game today. So fill up with a healthy snack when hunger strikes. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. That's wonderfulpistachios.com. This is Optimal Living Daily, episode 2682. It is time to start acting like a wealthy person by Ross Perez with thefinancetwins.com. And I'm Justin Mollick. This is a show where I usually read to you kind of like an audiobook, but on Sundays, I share an episode from another podcast in our Optimal Network. And today's comes from our second show ever, Optimal Finance Daily. So with that, let's get right to the bonus episode and Diana's commentary as we optimize your life. It's time to start acting like a wealthy person by Ross Perez with thefinancetwins.com. Recently, I was at the Exploratorium in San Francisco and I saw an exhibit that was a little out of the ordinary. The Exploratorium is a kind of science museum filled with experiments and practical learning tools. But this exhibit was on the human mind and it was just a poster. Written on the poster were the results of a survey. They had asked Americans what they felt the ideal distribution of wealth is what they estimated the distribution of wealth is, and then the actual distribution of wealth. There's a chart in this post showing the results. The ideal is the poorest fifth of the population having 10% of the wealth, and the richest fifth having 32%. The estimated is the poorest having 2.9%, and the richest having 59% but the actual is the poorest having only 0.1% and the richest having 84% of the total wealth. We perceive the wealthy to be much less wealthy on aggregate than they actually are. The inequality in this country is far greater than people imagine. Get mad or get even. Now, I'm sure there are many who see that and feel anger or resentment. I have to admit, I felt a bit of it myself, and I took the opportunity to renew my voter registration. People have been duped. At the same time, I felt motivated. If this is the society we live in, then it's incumbent on me to try to better myself and make the opportunities I need to build wealth and take care of myself in the future. It only makes sense that those of us in the bottom 80% should take the opportunity to build wealth in whatever ways we can and start acting like more wealthy people. Social security is a lifeline we may not be able to afford in the not too distant future. So we're all responsible for building a nest egg large enough to support us in retirement. But how do you do that? Number one, give yourself the financial foundation you will need to save. 
Everyone has a different way of thinking about their finances. And to tell you the truth, there's no right or wrong method. However, there are common themes among people who run their finances effectively. First of all, they have a budget. They understand how much money is meant to come out of their account every month and how much should go in. Second of all, they know where they stand. At any given moment, they can tell you exactly how much money they have in their account and whether or not that's enough to pay for their expenses. Third, they separate out discretionary expenses from non-discretionary. In other words, their mortgage and car payments are paid from an account that isn't the account hooked up to their debit card. This way, there are no surprise overdrafts. Number two, aim to save a lot of money. The biggest mistake people who aren't wealthy make is thinking that $500,000 or a million is a lot of money for retirement. Of course, that is a lot of money, but it will only provide for a relatively modest amount of income in retirement, especially when you consider the cost of healthcare. A $2 million portfolio at a standard 4% withdrawal rate equates to $80,000 per year. That's not bad, but it isn't going to cut it for most. Wealthy people understand that life is expensive and that living off of investments requires a healthy nest egg. Take a look at my interactive calculator to figure out how much you will need to retire. The wealthy also don't spend on things that squander their wealth. We've all seen the stories of famous actors or athletes who blew their fortune. The average wealthy person isn't like that. You just don't hear about it because it doesn't make the headlines. Wealthy people actually are extremely savvy consumers and save money. They use sites like Contacts Compare to save money on contact lenses or switch to Mint Mobile or Cricut Wireless to save on their phone bill. Number three, focus on income before investing. It should come as no surprise that it's easier to save a large amount of money if you make a large amount of money. A lot of people want to jump into investing right away and will spend days and weeks pondering ways to increase the value of their holdings by 1-2%. to But this isn't what wealthy people do. They focus on growing their income as much as possible before they spend their time worrying about investment returns. The logic is simple. If you're making $100,000 and you save 10% of your income, you are saving $10,000 per year. If you're making $30,000, you need to save 33% of your income to match that. Because of this, most people should spend their 20s learning and gaining skill in their job to increase their odds of promotions and raises. Then they will hopefully be nearing their peak earnings by 35 to 40 and can spend those years aggressively saving and working on their investment strategy. Of course, it's vital that you save in your 20s as well. I'm just saying that there's more value in the long run in increasing income during your 20s and early 30s than worrying about which stock fund to be in. Use a target date fund instead and then start a side hustle or go to business school to raise your income and potential savings. Also, keep in mind that the majority of millionaires are self-made. It's difficult to get ahead working for the man. So remember that starting a business is often the quickest way to real wealth provided you're willing to put in the effort and the business idea makes sense. Number four, once you have income, start investing. If you haven't already started investing, it's important to approach it like a wealthy person. You shouldn't just rush into investments or individual stocks because they seem like good investments at the time. Great investors take a much more measured approach. First, you need to figure out what your goals are and what your risk tolerance is. 
then you need to understand the world of investments that are open to you so you can effectively diversify. Only then will you have the information you need to build your portfolio. Remember to choose passive investments. Like nearly any fund from Vanguard or SPY, the ETF that tracks the S&P 500. This will ensure you don't lose too much money on one stock and you will be able to benefit from long-term market appreciation. Act wealthy to be wealthy. Whatever your stance on inequality, there is no doubt that we all have levers at our disposal to try to better our own situation. Some have better levers than others, but at least the knowledge for how to treat money prudently and invest well is available online. Take advantage of it and start laying the foundation for success down the road. You just listened to the post titled, It's Time to Start Acting Like a Wealthy Person by Ross Perez with thefinancetwins.com. I think Ross had a great balance in this post in that he recognizes that inequality exists, privilege exists, but that doesn't mean you're powerless in improving your situation. In fact, just living in a first world country in 2020 where there are less obstacles to survival than any other time in history is an incredible privilege in itself. The fact that you are here listening to various perspectives when it comes to money will undoubtedly result in ideas and knowledge that you can use to create your own wealth. I've often heard that personal finance is 20% a numbers game and 80% money mindset. So acting or thinking like wealthy people isn't a bad idea at all. Reading this article reminded me that rich people buy stuff, whereas wealthy people buy assets. And the more you can increase your capacity to live on less without decreasing your quality of life, the more money you will have to buy assets that will sustain you over time. I was surprised to hear the statement in this article that 80,000 per year in retirement isn't going to cut it for most people. I would take that statement with a grain of salt and remember that every person's situation and how much money they need to live comfortably is different. I know for me personally, I found that I actually need a lot less than I once thought I did. And that should do it for today. Have a happy rest of your day and I'll see you on the Thursday show tomorrow where your optimal life awaits.